This is the Tasho Podcast. And next week, leading into Mother's Day weekend, we are going to be playing a new round of Will Your Mom Do It, where we get you to call your mom and ask her to do various favors for you. And in return, we give you a sweet prize. This time around, Cirque du Soleil tickets. They're coming back to Budweiser Gardens and, just for mom, tickets to see Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie at Budweiser Gardens. <laughs> okay? So that's uh, next week, uh, an all-new round, but we're looking back on some of our favorite calls from the past. And here is a classic, oh, will your mom do it? Will, will your, your mom, mom do it? it? Will, will your mom, mom do it? Will she do it? Jason is on the phone. Jason, tell us about your mom. She's what, she's a real straight shooter. Uh-huh. But I don't care what you guys got that, that I need to ask her. She will say yes to it. Okay, Jason, this is what we want you to ask your mom. You got to say, Mom, I need you to go over to my apartment or to my house. You have to go into the refrigerator. In the freezer, you'll find a a bag, a Ziploc bag full of white powder. Oh, she'll be all over it. Trust me. I need you to dump that powder down the toilet, flush the toilet, and then get out of there. No questions asked. No problem. Okay. No problem. So she's got to flush the powder down the toilet. You got to you got to make it believable. You really have to sell it. Maybe sound a little panicked. Just and, you have no idea. I can make my mom do this. Okay, and just be like, Mom, I really need this done right now. I'm stuck at work. I can't do it. Please, can you go to my house and flush that white powder down the toilet for me? No problem. No okay. problem. Let's call your mom. <laughs> no problem. Here we go. Hello. Hi, Barry. Is Mom around? Yeah, hang on. Grab the phone when you're off the can, will you? <laughs> oh. Ma? Yeah? I need you to do me a favor. What? I'm stuck at work. I'm under a truck. I cannot get out. I need you to go to my place. And in the freezer, the front door is open. I need you to go into my place, go upstairs, go into the fridge. And in the freezer, there's a bag of white powder. I need you to dump down the toilet. I need you to go now. Why? Do I need to explain to you? No. Where's Jen? She's out with Nevaeh. I need you to go. <laughs> what is it again? Where is it? It's in the freezer. It's a bag of white powder. Yeah. Okay. You'll do it? Yeah, why? Well, because I just... Before somebody gets there, I need you to go do it. Well, I'm not going right now. I need you to go right now. Yeah, okay, bye. Hold on, Mom, Mom, (laughs) hold on, Mom. What? It's Taz and Jim at FM 96 (laughs) Radio. You're on the radio, (laughs) Mom. You're an idiot. (laughs) Your son has just won you two tickets to go see Cirque du Soleil, and he doesn't need you to flush anything down the toilet. (laughs) Were you about to go? 
No. Oh. <laughs> Don't you lie to me. <laughs> I would have killed them. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, you are, you do anything for your kids, they say. Yes. Uh, it could have been icing sugar. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And then I would, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love you, Mama. I love you, too. Thank you. I had forgotten about the start of that phone call. <laughs> Grab the phone when you're off the can, would you? That is just a perfect peek behind the curtain of family life. <laughs> <laughs> Will your mom do it returns to the Taz Show this Monday. Grab the phone when you're off the can, will you? <laughs> Absolutely. You like roller coasters, Jim? Summer's almost here. People yeah. are going to be going to amusement parks. Used to love going to Canada's Wonderland. I haven't been since high school, but I would go on every roller coaster there. Loop de loops. Every single thing. Frontwards, backwards. The bat, the Top Gun, Standing, the Great Canadian Mindbuster, the Dragon Fryer, all of them. Yeah, I, I really enjoy roller coasters until I hear a story like this one. Oh no. An amusement park at the Jersey Shore was doing a safety check on roller coasters two weeks ago when two crash test dummies flew off the roller coaster, damaging the roof of a hotel next door. Holy cow. So these things really launched. They flew out of the roller coaster, through the air, landed on the roof of a hotel next door. (laughs) Okay. That's pretty wild. <laughs> like, imagine if you were at that hotel and didn't know they were dummies, because you would only see two people go flying on the roof. Yeah. Or <laughs> they, they fly right through the window of your hotel room. What the? <laughs> You're just sitting there watching TV. In your bathrobe. <laughs> <laughs> two dummies on the roof of the hotel. They were filled with water. They sprung leaks, uh, apparently during the test. So they slowly deflated and oh. slipped out of the the restraints on the roller coaster. So uh, officials are saying that this would not happen with people. Here's a local news report. It's an unfortunate situation. Obviously, it's not something that would ever happen with a person in it. You don't lose rigidity in a person. The lap bar comes down. You're secured in there. Is this ride safe? 100% safe. The lap bar did not fail. Nothing failed on the ride at all. Safety, you know, is our top priority. It's something we do every single day. We're checking the rides in and out. We're going to have to do a better job at checking those (laughs) tubes and uh, making sure there's no leaks, obviously, before we send them out. Everything's fine now. Who wants to go first? (laughs) (laughs) They say that would never happen in real life, but I've watched the Jersey Shore. Yeah. And Snooky Pete herself once she got so drunk, so people will lose fluids when they're up there. Yeah. Can go flying. And there's a lot of uh, tanning lotion and hair gel. (laughs) Real slippery. (laughs) On those riders. So who knows? Maybe one of them will slide out at some point this summer. Talking about this video that's uh, gotten a lot of attention in the London area. It's a guy working at a construction site. He sees some drones flying above this new subdivision that is being built. And his claim in this post that he made on Facebook is that the drones belong to the safety inspector. And now the safety inspector is using these to fly over construction and uh, give fines to anybody who's not following safety protocol. We're wondering if this is true or it's an urban legend. So if you work in construction, uh, we're looking for your calls. Go ahead. Hey, this is Josh for calling. 
Hey, Jasper, you work construction? No, so I got a drone and my buddy's got a farm. So I was out at his place one day taking videos of them chopping and they had some contractors putting a barn up and they were lifting up trusses with an overhead crane. Uh-huh. So I, I thought I'd get some cool drone shots of that and you can see these guys all scrambling for their hard hats and they all quit <laughs> working. So, that was like two years ago. So they, they thought asked, they thought you were the safety inspector. Absolutely. And I didn't know about this until way after we'd landed and they were all they were all relieved I wasn't a safety inspector. It was hilarious. Well, maybe this is really happening out there. Imagine the I guys know, all just grabbed. Still, nobody got fined. Could still just be a rumor that everyone's heard. Yeah. Imagine everybody on the job site grabbed a nail gun, started trying to shoot it. <laughs> that's not how nail guns work. Drone down. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how things work. Hi, FM ninety six. Calling about the drones. Yeah, safety inspector drones at construction sites. Have you seen this behavior? Oh, I've seen it multiple times, Taven Roads. So it's legitimate. Oh, yeah, it is. You'll see the white truck pull up, and then you'll just see them put something on the back of the truck, Then they'll go sit in the truck with the drone, just fly it around. Hi, FM 96. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. Have you seen the drones flying around the construction sites? No. And I'm on, I'm on pretty much almost every high-rise in London uh-huh. doing roofing. And you know how you beat the MOL? Uh-oh. How? Tie off and be safe. Yeah. yeah there you go. The rules are That's there it. for a reason, right? Yeah. You know, all my guys, we have toolbox talk, and I've been on job sites where there's been a death, and you know what? It's no joke. What's toolbox talk? Yeah, every Monday morning. It's, it's part of the health and safety procedure. So what does you it guys mean, just though? talk about safety procedures and stuff yeah. like that? Yep. Make every, sure everyone every morning, knows you know, what's going on. In, in the summertime, we talk about hydration and heat stroke. In the wintertime, we talk about frostbite. We talk about high wind procedures, all sorts of stuff. It's called running a legit business. No, I am the boss, and I tell my guys, come back to the shop in the same way you left it. Thanks, man. Hi, FM 96. How's it going? Good. Have you seen the drones flying around? <laughs> I'm uh, an assistant project manager for a uh, construction company, a pretty big one, and we actually don't uh, fly drones uh, <laughs> for safety purposes. We do use them for, like, site progress photos, but I've never actually heard of anyone getting fined or us ever issuing fines for safety infractions with drones. You know, maybe it's a rumor that the safety inspector started himself, so anytime somebody sees a drone, they think, oh, it's the safety inspector watching us. Yeah, it's pretty tough to pinpoint who it is on a site and who's doing what and what they're doing from a drone, then afterwards issuing it to a subcontractor. It would be a bit of a challenge, but... uh, they're, they're being used more and more on sites as, as technology gets better. And, and, like, we use them for progress reports, but a lot of the bigger companies can use them for other – just collecting data on, on what the progression of the site is versus the construction schedule and stuff Yeah, that like makes that. sense. Best advice yeah. is just be safe and you won't have anything to worry about. Exactly. That's the point. Everyone's supposed to follow the rules in the green book. The NFL draft going on over the weekend down there in Nashville. Were you glued to your TV set there, Dev? Nope. 
<laughs> uh, you know, hey, you, you watch the first round, maybe if you're flicking around on uh, a little bit. Of, although it's now a three-day thing, and so Friday night. No, actually, I didn't watch the second and third rounds because... Uh, Unless you know somebody who's going to be drafted. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very slow process. You know who was really hating it? The ladies on bachelorette parties <laughs> in Nashville. Oh. You really ruined our plans, football. Ah, the sound of bachelorettes in Nashville. Who makes that noise when they hear the sound of bachelorettes? (laughs) (laughs) The smell of roses and the sound of a bachelorette party. Ah, Ah, the sound of bachelorettes in Nashville. It's a sound we all know well, but this weekend, this (laughs) is turning to this. As the NFL closes streets, pushes pedal taverns off Broadway, and brings in hundreds of thousands of football fans infiltrating bachelorette party headquarters. And it just changes, like, the crowd, like, what you're here for. Like, I don't want to hang out with a bunch of football guys. No. Like, We're here to try and have sex with cowboy guys. <laughs> and now all these football guys are, like, ruining our chances. I'm good. I already have to watch football on Sundays. I don't need to, to see any more of that. For the parties we talked to, the NFL draft came as a shock. And did you realize that the NFL draft was going to be here? No. No idea. Like, mind blown when we landed. We had no idea. No idea. No idea. And I think my dad's very disappointed in me that I didn't know. When did I start planning the draft? Because I feel like I just found out about this. I found out three days ago, and it made me want to cry. Yeah, she found out and told me a few months ago, and I said, well, we already booked it. We're not changing it. (laughs) This is the news story. (laughs) This is the news. Oh, my. This should have been one Facebook post by nobody in the news. My bachelorette parties totally ruined. All the TVs are on in the bars. We just want to listen to music and do tequila shots. (laughs) But in the end, the person that's going to pay for this is my husband when I refuse to watch football the entire season. Like, I'm talking no no Super Bowl. No. Because you get married once. Yep. How often does the draft happen? Every freaking year. Every year. (laughs) Putting a little damper on these ladies' one last fling before the ring. (laughs) Like the worst. Yeah. Didn't they know? Didn't football know that I am planning a wedding? (laughs) Come on, football. It's about me. It's my day, not your day, football. How many times are you getting married, Karen? Once, <laughs> maybe twice if the wedding doesn't go well. <laughs> that husband, if he makes me watch football anymore. That husband, if that was me, I think I'd be drafted next year in, into the NFL because I'd uh, be the fastest runner in the combine. <laughs> Going in the other direction <laughs> from, you know who's really going to pay for this? The husband didn't plan the bachelorette yeah. party. My husband is going to pay when I get home. And how's he going to pay? By you not yeah. watching football with him? I feel like that's awesome. what he wants. Yeah. That's why he sent you down there, I think. <laughs> He's sitting at home watching the draft on TV. <laughs> I love the reaction of the lady, the, the news anchor, when they go back to the studio from this uh, this live report. Oop. Talk about some poor planning. How <laughs> can they not know? Pro tip. I've yeah. been married uh, for quite some time. You don't have to watch the football games with them. How about that? You believe I go to Target. <laughs> <laughs> now that's some advice. Should have had the bachelorette party at Target. <laughs> mm-hmm.
Metallica, turn the page. That would be a great third song for an exotic dancer, wouldn't it? <laughs> like starts slow and then comes in hard. Yeah, to yeah. put the blanket down song. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, we were talking a couple hours ago. We, we replayed this phone call we got yesterday from one of our uh, listeners who bought the pole at the Norfolk Inn, which is a bar, and it was a strip club back in the day. was the hottest spot in Simcoe, and they're tearing it down. So he called, and he bought the uh, the the pole from the stage that the dancers used to dance on because that's where he met his wife 20 years ago, and uh, she was dancing. He had never met her, but a friend of a friend brought him to the club to cheer her on, and it was love at first sight. Yep. And did yep. she keep dancing, or was that it? Uh, she did, actually. So, uh, it's a long story, but I, I put her through. She quit dancing for a little while. I put her through college, um, and then I didn't like what I was doing, so she went back to dancing and put me through college. Wow. <laughs> so, this, is, this is like an oddly romantic story. Yeah, that, that poll has a lot of significance I, in your relationship. You know, for... I mean, as, as much as a you know a relationship that starts in a seedy strip club, it, it's uh, it's really been a twenty year uh, uh, journey with a, a lot of uh, kind of interesting turns. So yeah, so they got two kids now; they're living a happy life, and and it worked out for them. Now, the crazy part we thought the crazy part was he met her dancing on that pole and then she moved in with him three days later yeah and i said it's moving quick i said that's moving quick especially when you're dating an exotic dancer uh-huh and i said that they really defied the odds giving given how their relationship started and that didn't sit well with another one of our listeners i'm not gonna mention her name she's uh, been a uh, part of the show before but she's a former exotic dancer she says Good morning, Taz and Jim. I find what you said about dancers not very fair or nice. What makes picking being a dancer over a waitress or a secretary any different? I don't believe my choice of profession is different than Beatrice or Hazel who work in a school cafeteria. It paid the bills. I didn't have to rely on a man. You guys need to get over it. It's just another job. I agree. It is another job. I'm not yeah. saying strippers are bad people. They deserve dignity, respect, and and deserve love like the rest of us. But are you going to honestly tell me that it's not way more complicated to date an exotic dancer, whether it's a male or female? Every day they leave to go put their butt in a stranger's face, you're going <laughs> to... You're going to tell me that's not going to be a bit of an issue, yeah. especially after you've only known them for three days? It takes a lot of confidence and trust on both sides of that relationship. Confidence and trust that I think a lot of people don't possess. Yes. I'm, I'm not saying don't date a stripper or don't fall in love with a male stripper, female stripper, whatever it is, but understand the statistics of how often this is going to work out. She responded here, I don't believe it's any more complicated than any other job. A relationship's about trust. Yeah, that's what I said. Uh, if you're going to be faithful in a relationship, you're going to be faithful your job doesn't have anything to do with it. It's been a very long time since I was a dancer, but none of my boyfriends had a problem with it. It was work. I'd come home and uh, like I did from like I would have done from any other job, except the difference was I was making over a thousand dollars a week back then. Not bad. Lots of the other girls I worked with were putting themselves through school or were single parents. Uh, I'd love to hash this out with you guys. I'm unable to give you a call this morning, though. 
So she she would have come on yeah. here with us. To I'm talk not about saying uh, you don't make good money, but the hours are bad. And I mean, our girlfriends and wives go to work every day. Your, your boyfriend, your husband. I think we all don't like the idea of them sitting on their boss's lap or somebody giving them a shoulder rub. When you're an exotic dancer, your whole job is being touched or looked at by other people. It takes a lot of trust and a lot of confidence, more than (laughs) other situations. Yes. We are getting uh, some, a lot of people, uh, some women here are sending us uh, messages saying that they found that story romantic as well. He said, Hollywood needs to make a movie about that guy (laughs) and how he met his wife and buying the stripper pole. It's like uh, the most romantic thing I've seen since The Notebook. <laughs> Imagine if this was the end of How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> well, it was uh, the strip club in Norfolk County. <laughs> <laughs> the old Norfolk Inn. <laughs> and that's why we've had this stripping pole in our living room the whole time. This is the Tasho Podcast.